Please be advised, this recording does contain mature subject matter. You may find some words, phrases, and inferences that may trigger you, so please be advised and be warned. Hey everybody, Dungeon Master Academy here with you. Um, today we're going to do another book review. <clears throat> One of my favorite books, and I think if... Uh, if you've already acquired the basic rules, the Dungeon Master's Guide, the Player's Handbook, and Sword Coast Adventures, you've built a pretty good library of content rules, classics, uh, or classes, feats. Um, you have and the Monster Manual, right? That list is a well-organized group of things you could easily um, play for years just off of that if you're feeling more confident more adventurous and you have some seasoning behind you from a DMGM perspective I would highly recommend that your next procurement be Xanathar's guide to everything and here's the reason why um, in chapter one you get a whole new uh, list of character options uh, in chapter two there's a whole um, detailed um, improvements on dungeon masters tools designed specific specifically for the DM and the GM um, and then you get to chapter three where you get access to new spells um, so from an, I've always stated and I continue to believe that the books or the digital content that you expand into need to have a very prolific um, level of content for newer DMs and GMs because the more um, content that is uh, inclusive and broadening the more creative the DM and GM can be and that's one of the reasons why I like this book um, you get more sorcerer warlock and wizard background uh the ranger enjoys the gloomstalker horizon walker and monster slayer from this piece uh there's even some interesting expansions on the rogue right the inquisitive rogue is still one of my favorites as well as the mastermind rogue and then you know for the denzins and their masters that i run in the wildmont can't or in the wildmont wildmont Exandria world on the menagerie coast. There's a couple swashbucklers um, builds in there as well the Monk um, Gets a nice expansion It also from a fighter's perspective it introduces the cavalier and the arcane archer as well as the samurai which I think is interesting uh, The forge cleric and grave cleric come into existence bards get expanded uh, barbarians get expanded so there's a lot of not only class options that get expanded on this book but there's even a section on lineage feats or since it's an old publication or older they still refer to it as racial feats within the within the dungeon masters tools you get some expansion on things that maybe are beginning to be more of a challenge as your players become more uh, role play based, more um, interactive with 
what's going on in their world, especially if you're doing a bit more of an open world versus a uh, traditional module world. But even in a traditional world where you're running a predefined adventure um, or campaign, obviously these tools can be helpful. Um, there's definitely a section I recommend you read up on. I think it'll help tremendously. The simultaneous effects. I think this really helps you understand better encounter management, initiative management, uh, turn management. I think that'll help. Um, there's a section on falling and how to manage falling. Um, obviously, as your world gets more immersive and gets more um, expansive, these things um, matter. So falling, sleep, um, something, and, and here's the thing, there's a section in there called tying knots, and to really better understand what that section means, right, so when they talk about tying knots, what they're really talking about um, is, yes, tying knots is a very, like, low ball priority, but you'd be amazed at how often that comes up. Um, you know, tying off a rope to climb down a feature, tying up an individual in an attempt to keep them from escaping, um, tying horses to a post, tying down gear to a horses, tying up and securing gear in a wagon, uh, you know, tying extra gear onto a physical person who's um, a, lar a lot larger. Um, so, read on that section because it's a very simplistic mechanic but at the same time the opportunity for unique outcomes due to either a successful well done job of tying a knot versus its failure can make for very interesting things um it also starts to delve more into tool proficiency which then eventually leads into um you finally exposing your players to the possibility of other things they can do, um, not necessarily uh, just being adventurers, um, you know, out in your world, right? You can start expanding on things like becoming an alchemist, um, becoming a brewer, becoming uh, a calligrapher or a writer, which could then, you know, lead towards forgery. Um, becoming a good carpenter, right? So read that section, especially if you're at a point in the evolution of your game and the evolution of how well you're doing. Um, you know, that could expand that world tremendously to those individuals um, and allow them to, to become more proficient in things that will expand their interaction with your world. Um, they... They do go into more depth in regards to spellcasting. Um, you know, the idea of, you know, what a caster looks like while casting, right? That's kind of interesting. Identifying spells, you know, invalid targets, more details about Ares effect on a grid. Um, obviously, as more and more spellcasters in your world become more powerful, certain spells have certain area of effects and um, getting to know that might be a little bit more advantageous here. Um, there are 
they also get a little bit more into encounter building, you know, how to build um, um, encounters. And here, I can't stress this enough. Another reason why I like this book so much is encounter building is something as a DM or GM you can do in a, in a pastime. And I'll, and I'll, I've always promised a podcast specific to encounter building, but here's the thing. Build as many as you can on a regular basis. It could take anywhere from a minute to an hour. But the more encounters that you have built and ready to go, then you can improvise and adapt in a hurry, tweak them, and suddenly use them. Um, I know I've stated that. I might, I might sound like a broken record. But, um, you know, the meat on the bone in between the stories is always just these either predetermined encounters or random encounters, depending on how you're doing it. So the more of those you have built, the more of those you have on hand, the better. Um, and it does a good job of giving you some, basically, a th I would say a very simple three-step approach to the build, um, you know, assess the characters, Step one, step two, choose the encounter size. Step three, determine numbers and challenge ratings. So here's the thing. Um, the challenge rating system is not necessarily accurate for the common party size. I think the most common party size is between four and five individuals. Um, the CR system is more designed for a party size of three. Um, that was with the understanding that maybe putting games together is not always easy with large groups. It might be easier with smaller groups so keep that in mind um and we'll talk more detail about how you can practice your encounter building with the one-shot method i think the one-shot method um, is a very unique way of practicing what you build and then fine-tuning it based on your understanding of probability of numbers mechanics um effects uh you know because the type of party their level their capability and there's a whole formula that I'm going to share in a separate podcast that will help you better design encounters based on the groups that you're facing as well as future one shots. I'll say the last piece um, in chapter two of Xanthar's Guide to Everything, which I find very interesting, is random encounters. Not everybody uses them. I think they can be used safely especially if in, in those areas that make sense, in the wilds or in very unpredictable um, areas. Or if it's for the very first time, your party is in a very large city in an unknown space, right? The, I think the random encounters are more designed to help you give flavor to the meat on the bone um, within the adventure that's going on or the the, the journey that's going on with your players. The other chapter on this is spellcasting. Um, I would say read up on it. As a DM or GM, it's not very important um, that, you know, but chapter three introduces some of these spell lists and descriptions. Familiarize with them a little bit. Um, and, and here's the thing. Uh, I, I missed a step in chapter two. There's a section called downtime activities. By all means, read that thoroughly as a DM or GM. The amount of available content um, that you will get out of that is um, pretty impressive. Um, there's 
a lot of creativity there. And here's the thing, the, the nice thing about downtime within your game, and I may go into a separate podcast as well, or episode, pod, podcast episode in regards to this. Um, it's a great way to transcend, transcend bulk time periods in an effort to move a story along without it feeling forced. Um, maybe a part of your story is best executed in a winter season, but yet it's summer. Um, maybe your party concludes a portion of the arc that's very substantial. So you give them an opportunity after leveling up, you might say, hey, um, things are quiet. The inn or residence that you've procured um, affords you the opportunity to have a very relaxing summer. And you guys decide for the next four months, you're going to work on certain things. And this gives them a downtime schedule of things they can work on, uh, procure um, uh, wealth in a different manner, learn things, train, uh, build out their backstories some more. So read that section in chapter two as well on downtime activities. So I highly recommend Xanthar's Guide to Everything. Uh, you get class feet um, and lineage expansion. You get more DM tools and you get more spells. Uh, once again, a larger variety of availability of multiple um, swim lanes of content. As always, Dungeon Master Academy is on Patreon. Um, come visit us there for $2 a month. It affords us the opportunity to continue to deliver you guys content and this level of detail and information about how to play this game I love so much. Please stay safe out there and we will talk to you again soon.